Welcome to the 30A Show, your beach-happy podcast produced in South Walton, Florida, just steps from the beach. Brought to you locally by Shunkully Oyster Bar at the corner of 393 and 30A. Let's get to it. Hey, everyone. Um, This is Mike and Angela, and we have been enjoying an incredible vacation um, for a number of weeks with some very good friends um, here in Myanmar and in Thailand. And we thought we would share with you um, our experience, uh, our tips, some of the things we've uh, seen and explored, some of the travel tips we've picked up on, uh, how much we're spending, what type of food we're eating, etc. Um, and we've also been asking you guys for questions uh, over the last day or so. So we got a lot of questions we're going to uh, answer, but we also want you at home to uh, ask any questions that you have in the comments. So at first, we're going to go through the questions that we've already received about our travels and try to answer them as best we can. Uh, this episode may last 30 minutes. It may last uh, an hour. Um, that said, we're here to answer any questions you have. Um, we appreciate everybody tuning in. I can see you on the screen. I can see Reagan Smith. Uh, thank you for letting Ethan stay up to watch the show. <laughs> Ethan, hey, buddy. Um, uh, I, I hope that uh, our travels inspire others to get out and see this extraordinary world and this extraordinary place. Um, so why don't I start it off by saying um, we are in a place called Koh Samui, Thailand. Ko, I think, is island. Mm-hmm. And so we've been to numerous beaches over the last uh, few weeks, and we were also in Myanmar for a few weeks. So we uh, are kind of on the downside of our trip now. So 30A, as you guys know, slows down in January and February, with the notable exception of the 30A Songwriters Festival, which we hated to miss this year. But this is the time of year when we go for a trip, and um, now that we're empty nesters, our four children, hi guys, our four kids are out of the house. Uh, two are uh, still in school and uh, at college, and two of them are uh, out on their own. So this is the time of year when we get to enjoy our travels. Um, so by the way, if you like behind the scenes stuff, we've been sharing a lot of content with our super fans. You can go to 38supporters.com and get special access to more content. We upload content that's not necessarily just related to scenic highway 30A into the Gulf Coast. We, we share all sorts of travel tips and adventures and behind the scenes stuff. So, and by the way, at the end of this video, we're going to share a huge mistake that we made uh, on this trip. Um, that we're going to vow not to make again, and it costs us thousands of dollars this time. So we're going to share that in a, in a few minutes. But that said, we want to jump in and answer your questions right now. Thank you all for submitting them, but also keep entering the questions um, there in the comments, and we'll look at those in a few minutes. So one of the questions we got from a lot of people is, how do the beaches of Thailand compare to those uh, on the Gulf Coast? And Angela, I don't know what you think, but my thought is in a lot of the places we've been, uh, the beaches don't compare. I mean, in, in, honestly, and I love the people of I mean, Thailand. They're beautiful. Unbelievably don't, beautiful. Don't get that wrong. But what we've found is you really kind of have to take a boat excursion away from the main island to go to the smaller islands to see uh, uh, what I think the, are the beaches that do compare. So, for example, last night, we took a boat trip to, I don't remember the name of the island, um, but there were pigs roaming around the island. We'll share photos of this later. Super cool, uh, beautiful water, beautiful white sand beaches. Um, it's always difficult to beat our sand on 30A. Totally. But uh, that said, um, we've been to Phuket, which was basically just a big party, and we're not saying that uh, it was fun. It was fun, but the beaches there don't stack up. We went to Al Nang on Krabi. The beach right around Al Nang was not particularly um, extraordinary, but once we did the boat excursion. Yeah, I mean, the water is, I mean, obviously what's behind us, the water is gorgeous, but you don't have those long stretch of beaches. Right. Like we have. Yeah, so beautiful, beautiful scenery. You get these spires shooting up out of the water, limestone. Uh, somebody asked what created a lot of those rocks that you see sticking up out of the Gulf of Thailand and other places, Ha Long Bay in Vietnam. And those were uh, uh, earthquakes. I mean, you know, 
kind of like the one that created the tsunami that devastated this area years ago. Um, earthquakes really kind of created these tectonic plate shifts that, that jutted these islands up. Um, so uh, anyway, so Veronica Crummel asks, do you feel safe over here? I would say heavens, yes. We have not encountered in six weeks, five weeks technically, we have not encountered any situation at all that we have felt remotely threatened or that we have to have a confrontation or even that we have to defend ourselves in some way, be it negotiating for a tuk-tuk or coming into a hotel, leaving the airport. I mean, nothing at all. No, People I, I, here are so amazingly friendly. It's unbelievable, really. I mean, that's why we've been to Thailand probably now. I think this is our fourth time, and we keep coming back. We're addicted to it. And, and really, I will tell you that Myanmar, and we'll talk more about Myanmar in a few minutes, but we spent three weeks in Myanmar, and it is... I don't know if it's possible to be friendlier than Thailand, but if it is possible, they accomplished it. I mean, it really is unbelievably friendly and safe here. We have not experienced even so much as a as a cross look since we've been here. Uh, and again, we've been we've been gone for almost six weeks. So uh, one of our uh, Reagan Reagan Smith Reagan and Ethan um, asks, what is the most moving or the most beautiful? experience or cultural experience you've had on this trip? For me, that's pretty easy because we were here 10 years ago in, 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 in Myanmar. Myanmar. We came with our children, two of them, and we were in Bagan and there was a hot air ballooning experience that was offered and we didn't do it. 10 years ago, we didn't A multitude of reasons. Financial. Financial, and I was afraid of heights and flying and everything else. So it was something that looked great to me, but and I wanted to do it, but we just didn't. And this time, we, we did, and it was just the most amazing experience for me. And also to check off a, a bus, a bucket list item and to fulfill a regret it just kind of came full circle for me personally and it, and it was an expensive experience but I mean again it's one of those things that this place has been listed it's been listed as the, the number one place in the world to do hot air ballooning uh, it's certainly in the top five uh, and we yeah. talked to one of the operators there who's a British guy who he spends half of his time uh, in Bagan, Myanmar, and half of his time in Tanzania doing the Serengeti, um, the Serengeti uh, hot air balloon excursion. So totally worth it. It was about 300 bucks a person, so it was not a cheap experience, but totally worth it. And again, for anyone who's not uh, familiar with Bagan, and most people aren't, there are over 2,000 temples and pagodas in a 16-mile square area, about the size of Manhattan. There are more pagodas and temples in this area than there are cathedrals in Europe. And, that's a lot. And to be able to explore these on the ground and then to be able to see them from the air, from just this silent hot air balloon, um, was, was, was pretty amazing. I will say for me, Reagan, the, um, the most, one of the most memorable cultural experiences we had was we were approached by an English teacher in Mandalay. Um, we were at a, a, a temple, a pagoda up on a mountain, and... The teacher was there with a student and they came over and asked if we spoke English and they wanted to practice their English and it was kind of uh, fun to sit there and talk to them for a few minutes. But then he made an extraordinary um, offer. He said, look, I know this is unusual, but he said, we would be honored if you would come speak to our students while you're here, if you have time. Now, most people would never have time uh, to do that. And, and they're look, on a tour or whatever. Sure. But we were kind of on an open-end schedule, and I have to say, um, even that day, we were a little nervous. I mean, you're gonna, they're, they're going to send a car to our hotel. We're about to get in this car. We're in Mandalay. We're in northern Myanmar. You know. <laughs> and we've been approached before in another country that we ended up buying a bunch of paintings from this kid because that was his, that was his in 
Right, that, that was kind of the scam, if you will. That was in China, I think, yeah. years ago. <laughs> um, but in this case, uh, we told the hotel desk, and we we're like, hey, guys, we're going <laughs> with this stranger to supposedly speak with a class, you know, here's, you know, here's our contact information. If we're never seen or heard from again, uh, start the look okay. here in, in Mandalay. Um, but I will tell you this. We went, we took a chance, we, we showed up at this uh, person's house, they had food for us. They had flowers for us. They had roses for us. They had each of us a bracelet. And we sat and we spent probably two hours conversing with these students who are trying to learn English to better their lives. And to be able to sit and have uh, lengthy conversations with them, real conversations, not just practicing the basic words, but to have uh, discussions about the world and politics and life in Myanmar. Um, so extraordinary. So for, for me, that's been a real highlight, uh, Reagan, especially, you know, um, to, from a cultural perspective. Uh, so one of our top fans, Terry Giacalone, and I apologize uh, if I mispronounce that, Terry. Um, what do you like to do to make your trip more memorable? Um, for me, I love taking photos, and the reason I love taking the photos is because my rusty old mind forgets things, and so a year from now, um, five years from now, I want to be able to look back on these photos and these moments and go, oh wow, I'd forgotten all about that restaurant, or I'd forgotten all about that day we did that. So for me, capturing the moment in photography, in photos, even if it's just on my phone, is important. And, and I don't post them on Facebook to, I, I post them to my personal page. It's not about, I mean, I'm glad that other people appreciate them. I'm glad that they like them. But really my Facebook, my personal Facebook page has become my diary. You know, it's where I tag people. It's where I tag businesses uh, that we've liked because I guarantee you, some of you guys are gonna be coming to Myanmar next year. You're gonna be, you're gonna be hearing more and more about this destination and you're gonna say, hey Mike, where did you stay in Mandalay? Angela, what hot air balloon company did you guys use? And we're gonna be able to tell you the captain's name, we're gonna be able to tell you the boats we used, we're gonna be able to tell you the hotels we stayed at, the restaurants we loved. I mean, and you that's... end up developing relationships Absolutely. With, with these people. Absolutely. Um, so uh, let's see, um, next question from Heather Shelby. She asks, do you find the language barrier to be an issue here in Thailand? No, y'all, uh, being Americans, we are so spoiled that English is our first language. It's many people's second language, and you just will not encounter a problem. Just the more remote you go, most people can speak some English, or you can find someone that will speak English. If, if there's a shop owner, if they don't speak English, they'll go get someone. Speak. We've never had any issues. Yeah, just speak slow and don't use big words. I mean, well, and, and in those rare, English. rare cases where we're sitting in a taxi and the taxi driver doesn't speak any English and we're trying to get to a specific location, we put Google Translator on our phone mm -hmm. and I can type in exactly what I want to say and it just pops up in his script, in their alphabet, it pops up exactly and I'll, I'll they love it. They, they, they laugh, they think it's hilarious, they, they're super accommodating. And just the fact that you try, yeah. you know, they, they love that. We always try to learn a few, a few basic words from a language, we try to learn hello, thank you, please, goodbye, and it, it just shows an effort, um, but we really, to Angela's point, we really, really are spoiled as English speakers um, because it's pretty easy to get anywhere. Even in Myanmar, um, everybody, as I said, we met with an English-speaking class, everybody's trying to learn English because uh, a lot of the jobs in the hospitality industry uh, you know, require it. So, um, so now let's talk about budget. We had a lot of people asking how expensive is it um, how much are you spending per day, et cetera. Um, and again, I'm gonna tell you at the end of the episode, I'm gonna tell you, I might even tell you here in just a second, one of the biggest mistakes we made this trip and it cost us thousands, literally thousands of dollars. Uh, it was a mistake we made that we vowed never to repeat. Um, that said, Angela Tanya Blankenship 
is asking about budget. Like, so what did we spend on our flight to get here? We found our flight for about $1,000, right under $1,000 round trip. Round trip from? Uh, from VPS VPS to in Fort Walton, Fort Walton Destin Airport to Bangkok, Bangkok about $1,000 round trip. Um, and that included tax and, you know, everything. Uh, it was a little over a thousand, but just change. I mean, it, and, and how many months ago was that? I think we booked this trip in August. Okay. So we booked it about six months prior to leaving. And, uh, we generally find that we always can get flights over here for about a thousand bucks. Now, obviously we're not flying first class or anything like that. Um, but the way our flight path worked is we went from Destin to Atlanta, mm -hmm. Atlanta, to Seoul, South Korea, which that's a tough flight. That's 16 hours yeah, or so. Yeah, that's not the tough one for me. That yeah, one's that's, easy. That's true because you're kind of mentally psyched up for it. Then you have about a, a few hour layover, depending on the circumstances, mm -hmm. in Seoul. And then... You got a seven hour flight on top of that 16 hour flight to get you where you want to go. That one is the tough one. But that's why we come over here for a long period of time. One of the big, biggest expenses is getting here. And once you're here, things get cheap, especially if you do it the right way. Now, I will tell you, the biggest mistake we made um, was that normally when we come on these trips, we use our points, our credit card points, and we reserve a really swanky, awesome fantastic five-star <laughs> experience for the last four or five nights uh, at the end of the trip. We go ahead and book that at the end of the trip, and we always know we have that to look forward to. So even if we're staying in harsher conditions, uh, building up to that, we always know, okay, at the end, we're gonna be staying at the Sofitel in Bangkok, or we're gonna be staying at some swanky place where there's gonna be this glorious breakfast buffet and all the amenities. Um, and so that's something we always have to look forward to. Normally, our budget for regular, you know, accommodations is in the 50 to $70 range. And that over here goes a long way. You can, Super long way. Yeah, you can get really beautiful rooms. Um, you can get a full breakfast. And I'm not talking about the Hampton Inn, not knocking Hampton Inn, but I'm not talking about a bagel with cream cheese. I'm talking about cooked food, really amazing breakfast and usually walking distance to whatever you know you want to see in that location the mistake we made this time was that we got here in late december we left the day after christmas basically and the mistake we made was we're thinking okay we're gonna be in bangkok for new year's eve and by the way it's my best friend's 50th birthday and we're going to be celebrating with him on december 29th so let's go ahead and splurge on the front end and we'll do it on the back end as well. Well, we splurge. we deserve it. <laughs> we splurge, we use our credit card points. Well, once we set that bar, next thing you know, we had moved our budget from $60 a night, $65 a night, all inclusive, to 150 or even 200 in some cases a night, um, just because we didn't come in at that expectation. And we could have changed it, yes, we could have shifted gears, but now we've learned we probably won't do that. And yeah. so we've incurred a little bit of debt on this trip, but that said, it's worth it. Um, but when we come back, we're gonna go back to the old way of doing things, which is sticking to $60 a night places, which are perfectly fine, yeah. perfectly modern. A lot of them are brand new hotels. You know, in Myanmar, we were staying for $100 a night, you know, in, in a year old hotel, in a brand new, I mean, I'm talking like an apartment. I mean, we had walk-in closets. We had an incredible breakfast included every morning, right downtown. That was the Pullman, right? Oh, right, right, right. Um, right downtown. We could walk to everything. So, uh, you can absolutely, um, let's see, six, you can absolutely make that happen. All right. Um, laundry, laundry's cheap. That's one of my biggest travel tips is we, we can take a week's worth of laundry for both of us for five bucks. So don't overpack guys. You know, this, this is something where you can absolutely do this uh, trip out of a single carry-on bag and laundry is so cheap you can get it done for, I think the laundry I picked up yesterday was 400 baht 
No, it was 280 baht, which is a few bucks, guys. I mean, it's like seven bucks, something like that. So just bring a lot of, bring, bring one week's worth of clothes rolled up in a backpack and then every few days you just take laundry and they'll have it delivered to your room. Yeah, and I will speak to Traveling Light a little bit for you guys that have been with us for a few years know that Mike and I went basically for six weeks out of a child's school backpack, like they carry their books in, and um, we did it. And it was totally manageable and great. This year, however, for New Year's Eve, I wanted a dress and then I wanted a dress to go to Sean's birthday party and all that kind of stuff. I wanted options. So I bought a suitcase, checked that suitcase, packed that suitcase to the pound. I mean, I'm flirting with ounces at this point. And I feel so bogged down by it. I really do. I cannot wait to go back to my little backpack. I don't know if I want to carry it, but I'm definitely going to start going back to checking that luggage. You just don't need all that stuff at no. all. No, and, I, and we see backpackers uh, walking down the streets here, and these are young people who are in much better shape than we are, and they've got these massive, I beg to differ. massive backpacks on. Sometimes they even have a backpack on the front, and they got one on the back, and I'm like, what do you guys? What do you guys got in there? You got pots and pans? Are you camping? I mean, if you're camping, you know, and you got a tent and sleeping bags and pots and pans and a steno stove and all that stuff, I get it. But I don't think these guys are camping. I just think they're packing inefficiently. Uh, I see you're about to creep into the sun. So guys, we're gonna move this camera real quick so that my wife doesn't fry in this uh, Thai sun. And we're gonna move forward. Angela, can you bring my chair? Mm -hmm. All right. Sorry. I'm gonna reframe here because I got a microphone clipped on. Okay. Definitely live. All right, definitely live. Um, okay, let's talk about phones. A lot of people have said, man, you guys must be spending a fortune on international you know, rates and all this stuff. Absolutely not. In fact, the biggest scam going in America right now is how much we pay for um, cell phone coverage. We have had nonstop 4G or even 5G coverage for like 10 bucks a month. Yeah. So you buy a SIM card as soon as you get off the plane, they put the SIM card in your phone, and I've got a 30-day unlimited minutes plan. It's absolutely incredible how cheap it is and how reliable it is. We've been connected uh, grotesquely so, honestly. I mean, I was hoping to disconnect a little bit on this trip, but we've been so absolutely connected every step of the way. We've been able to do Facebook Lives from islands. We've been doing Facebook Lives from the middle of nowhere. So one of my biggest tips is, uh, as soon as you get off the plane, buy a SIM card for uh, 10 bucks, eight Make bucks. Make sure your phone is unlocked. We made that mistake a couple of years yeah, ago. Yeah, so we just have a backup phone that we kind of use to bring, and it's just like, it, all it is, we use it for Grab, which is their version of Uber. Uh, last night we had fo uh, food delivered here to our um, Airbnb. So uh, it's it, it does come in handy, but you do not, you really don't even need the SIM card because everybody's got Wi-Fi these days and you can just plug into the Wi-Fi at the home you're at or the hotel or the, um, the restaurant. But uh, communication has not been an issue in the slightest. Yeah. Um, dining, I would say that we're what, spending maybe Breakfast is usually included, almost always included, except when we're in an Airbnb like this, so we just stock the fridge with stuff. Um, but, you know, for lunch, we're probably spending 10, 15 bucks a day. Yeah, and that's, that's, that's at the most. And that's like, at a kind of a nice place. Yeah. I mean, that's, you can eat street food for a buck, you know, two bucks. Um, and then uh, in the evenings, you know, it just depends. I mean, if we're drinking wine in a fancy restaurant, it's going to be more like 50 bucks. Or if it's, if it's just a regular place, we can do it for 15, 20 bucks. Um, I'll tell you, pharmacies over here, unbelievably cheap, whatever you need. You don't have to go to a doctor. If you need, you know, if you've got an upset stomach or whatever, you just walk in, you talk to the pharmacist. A dollar later, you have the yeah. antibiotics you need. I mean, whatever antibiotics you need, whatever whatever prescription you need, it is cheap, cheap, cheap here. Um, also, some of the activities that we've enjoyed. Massages are a must-do over here. Massages, I won't say daily because we haven't done one every day, but 
massages, maybe 90 minutes, 12 bucks for 90 yeah. minutes. I mean, you can find them for seven, eight bucks. I mean, we would just want to fuel the economy, y'all. Yeah, right. We're just doing what we can <laughs> to help. Um, but even uh, some of the best deals we've gotten, one of the best deals we got was we rented electric scooters in Began, which is in Myanmar, and that cost us $5.50 a day. Um, for these electric scooters and you could take them off road you can go through all the temples and the prairies i mean it's just unbelievable um and even here you can rent uh motorbikes for let's see 300 baht would be about 10 bucks a day and even less than that i've seen it for 200 mm -hmm. 250 baht um someone asked what kinds of food are you eating what kind of food are you eating and enjoying well we're eating lots of thai food as you can well Shocking. imagine um, it's delicious here. Every now and then we'll get a pizza. We had pizza delivered yep. last night that was really good. Yep. And, um, guys, you can find anything. Yeah, here. you can find anything. It's, Just everything is kind or most things like your comfort foods. If you can find them like a burger and fries, whatever it's, there's something sometimes just slightly off, just different. The ketchup might be different or the, the beef might be a little different. What I've learned is if I'm really, really hungry for those things, if um, a restaurant really prides themselves in marketing to the Burger Queen, they'll advertise that they have either U.S. prime beef or Australian beef. Go to those places if you... You can find anything yeah. here, though, guys. Yeah, I mean, yeah, if you yeah. want Krispy Kreme donuts, they got it. If you want Hooters, they got it. If you want Outback Steakhouse, they've got it. If you want McDonald's, Burger King, KFC, any of those places. And yeah, in they're fact, really big on KFC over here. I will tell you that you know Bangkok is perhaps one of the most cosmopolitan cities I've ever been to. There's a mall called Icon Siam. I've never seen anything like it. I mean, anywhere in the world, I've I've not seen anything in the United States that compares to the amenities, to the shopping, to the, um, to the food court. It's just, it's absolutely incredible. We're going back to Bangkok tomorrow and um, we're, gonna, we're planning to go spend like a day there. I mean, it, it is a, an incredible destination. Um, okay, so we're uh, wrapping up the questions that we received from you guys pre, but we're gonna start in a second, switch over and start looking at the questions you've been submitting. So if you have any questions for us about Thailand, about Myanmar, which we're about to talk about, um, about travel, about budgets, any of that stuff, go ahead and enter them and we'll get to them in just a second. Um, so a lot of people want to know about Myanmar and in particular, Kimberly Rivers asked, do people there seem to be aware of the Rohingya situation? And I, I hope I'm saying that right, but essentially um, what she's speaking about is there were charges uh, of ethnic cleansing um, happening in the northern part of Myanmar um, a couple of years ago, and, and some people say still going on. Um, you know, I'll be honest with you, we were in Myanmar 10 years ago with our children, and at the time, you could not talk about politics. They were under the control of a military regime, a very strict military regime, and locals, no one talked politics, no one talked about the ruling military regime. Um, and shortly after we left, that all changed. Now they are a uh, largely a democracy. They are, are open to talking about politics. Uh, they're entrepreneurial. It's unbelievable seeing how much has changed there in 10 years. The good things have stayed the same. Uh, the, the, uh, the things that have really changed are more connectivity. You know, None of them had mobile phones uh, years ago and we found out why that was. Um, but none of them had that. They didn't have the freedom to talk about politics. Uh, now they do. Uh, so that said, the first thing I do, I, I stay out of politics to begin with. However, I certainly don't bring it up uh, at someone else's house, right? Like that's not my, that's not my thing. And so the last thing I want to do is go into Myanmar and start saying, hey, what do you guys think about this? Or what do you think about that? If they bring it up, then we would certainly discuss it. I will tell you that it did come up one time, um, actually twice, uh, about you know Muslims uh, and the issue of potential um, uh, ethnic cleansing happening in the border areas, uh, the tribal areas. Um, 
I can only tell you what they told me. Uh, one of the students said that, that it was not true, um, that it is being uh, dramatized by the media. I have no idea. I have no idea. Yeah. Um, but the point is, we didn't really, I'm not intelligent enough to speak on it, but when they brought it up, I just, I listened and smiled. Um, I will tell you that on this trip, we've been gone almost six weeks. We've not experienced one negative comment about being American, not one anti-American sentiment. In fact, exactly the opposite. People love us. They love that we've come this far. In Myanmar, people wanted to take pictures with us constantly. I mean, they so were, cute. sometimes they would ask us, sometimes we could see they were sneaking photos with their phones off in the corner, and we're just as fascinated by them. So we want photos with them. So we, we have so many photos of just people coming up to us and asking uh, to take pictures with us. And when they found out we were from America, they would go, oh, good country, good country, America, great country. And, um, you know, they a couple times even asked us about our president. And again, I steer clear of politics, but uh, I, I would always take a very um, middle of the road answer. And much to my surprise, they're, they, several that have brought it up are like, oh, he's a good businessman. He's good, good, good man. You know, so it really shocked me. I just I stay out of it. I don't answer anything beyond that. I, I don't uh, I don't judge. Um, and I certainly don't get into politics, and I certainly don't do it when I'm in someone else's, uh, a guest in someone else's country. Um, so uh, I'm going to talk about a couple of um, uh, tips, but that said, we're also about to read your questions. So if you have any questions for us, and if you're tuning in late, we are in um, uh, Koh Samui, Thailand. Uh, we're kind of on the very tail end of our trip. We're going back to Bangkok tomorrow. Um, we appreciate uh, all the comments and all the questions you guys have sent us, and I hope we've answered them uh, to the best of our ability, but we'll also jump in on the comments below. Angela, w one of the things that we talked about being a tip that we learned this time was the benefit of having no reservations. Talk about that. Like, a lot of times we plan these trips out meticulously in yeah, advance. Yeah, last year we kind of had to because um, we were in the Philippines, and the, this it seemed to be very limited accommodations, and it was Chinese New Year also. So, um, you know, that's the equivalent of spring break where we are, so we wanted to make sure we had accommodations. However, this time we basically flew into Bangkok for five days and that's all we knew what we were going to do. That proved to be a pretty Bangkok for five great um, strategy on our part. We ended up loving where we were staying so much, particularly in Myanmar, that we ended up extending ourselves a day in every place that we were with the exception of Inlay Lake, and we extended it by two. Yep. So, um, and so, then we, you know, so that was to enjoy our accommodations. And then when we got back into Thailand, just one by one, we started dropping like flies. We all got sick. And then we needed to extend our, our um, hotel stay by another night because none of us wanted to get on a boat or an airplane with the way our tummies were. And that was the only time we've really felt bad this entire trip. We, um, I think in fairness, I think we partied a little too hard. It was my birthday and uh, we went out. I don't um, think that's what did it, but. Okay. Uh, we went out till four in the morning um, and we had these uh, Russian friends bring us over a bunch of shots. Uh, and what's funny is I asked the Russian guys, I'm like, why? why are you bringing us these shots? Like, why, why did you do that? And he said, I, I want to break stereotypes. I want to shatter um, the stereotypes. And so it was really, those are the types of moments where you really enjoy being out there. Uh, we hung out with those guys till four in the morning and then we got up the next day and went right back in. So uh, I, I know personally I was recovering from that for a couple of days, um, but I can't speak for everybody. But that said, it was a um, nice to have the flexibility yeah because if you get sick and you're down for a day or two and you're only here for five days ten days I mean you're you're kind of in trouble you yeah. know um, so someone asks DD uh, Duvall asks how, how are the insects is it more like a tropical jungle setting or what um, 
honestly, I need to find some wood to knock on. I have only seen a mosquito the whole time I've been here. So hopefully that does not jinx us because it is a very tropical environment and I hate spiders and I hate roaches. So let's hope that that stays and now I'm itching <laughs> from, <laughs> yeah, from no, the thought of it. We haven't really had, and, and we've been in some pretty remote locations. Yeah, um, really. I think I've used mosquito spray one time in six weeks, y'all. So it's no more. No, no more than back than home back for home. sure. Yeah. They definitely don't have yellow flies. Jake Williams says, I've been following you guys. Safe travel. See you back on 30. Yeah, we'll be back next week, Jake. So we look forward to hanging out with you guys and uh, appreciate appreciate the comments. Um, so guys, I'm trying to look back in the feed here on Facebook and it's only showing me a limited number of comments. So I hope we've answered uh, as many of your questions as possible. Um, but that said, we do have a, a couple last minute things. So if you want to share anything else, um, I'm going to tell you guys, where's your email on here? Right here. Ah, oh, the email button. Yeah. Um, uh, another thing I want to really emphasize is a tip is we've learned that every time you touch an airport, you've lost a day. So our advice to travelers is don't come this far. Take, it took us 31 hours door to door. Like the, de the we walked out of our house in Santa Rosa Beach. We walked into the hotel room in Bangkok. That was 31 hours. That's a long time. I will tell you that every time you go to the airport, whether it's going to another country over here or not, you're going to lose a day. Because let's say your flight's at 11 a.m. You're going to get up early. You're going to pack. You're going to eat breakfast. You're going to go. You need to be at the airport two hours early, right? So you're going to get there. You're going to sit around. The flight is probably going to be delayed. You're going to end up sitting there. There might even be a transfer or a, a layover. But for the most part, even if you're flying direct, you're going to get there at three. You're going to, by the time you get through customs or whatever, you're going to end up being... Uh, at your hotel by six o'clock, you'll get dinner and drinks and then you're done. So that day is lost. So we always tell people instead of coming over here and say, okay, I'm going to be in Bangkok. We talked, we sat next to a guy on the plane over here and he was from New York, I believe. And he was like, he's going to be here for oh, yeah. 10 days. And they were going to do, which by the way, two of those days are lost getting here and two of those days are lost coming back. So really six days. He was going to spend two, two nights in Bangkok, and then he was flying to Chiang Mai to spend and then two down nights. to southern Thailand, and then to Bali. Yeah, so it's like, I mean, all those guys were going to be doing, and I'm, I hope they've had a, an amazing time. I don't know who they are, but all they've been doing is running back and forth to the airport. I mean, it takes an hour to get from the Bangkok airport to the downtown hotel. That said, y'all, if that's all the time you've got, bring it. Yes, Come but, on but, and live your best life. Yes, but I guess what I'm saying is like focus on quality over quantity. You know, like I would rather come and stay in Bangkok for 10 days or at least Bangkok, Chiang Mai. Don't try to do four locations, right? right. right? Um, I will tell you that a lot of people tell you, um, let's see, what's a very nice all, five-star all-inclusive resort in Thailand or any other places? Uh, Michelle M Mano, um, I will tell you that we loved... The So Sofitel in Bangkok. Mm -hmm. All right, the So Sofitel. It's right on Lumfini yeah, Park. Yeah, and that's in Bangkok. But any of the Sofitel resorts, and I think I saw another question that if they have resorts on smaller islands, the answer is yes. Sometimes there is only one resort on an island, and there is nothing else, meaning it's a private island by that's owned by that resort. What you have to decide there, while that looks so romantic and amazing and every other wonderful adjective you can think of, you're, you're not going to be in the thick of things. Like you could be anywhere. You might as well go to South Florida or something like that, and there's nothing wrong with South Florida, but you're not going to be immersed in the culture. You're not going to find, you know, the hole-in-the-wall restaurant that's owned by the family and strike up the conversation, you're not going to find those things. You're just going to be experiencing that resort. So I will tell you, uh, the So Sophie Tale in Bangkok was amazing, yep. and we've stayed there several times now. Love it. Love it. 
Um, we're going to stay at the Sofitel on the way back through Bangkok because we want to try There's a different Sofitel, not the So Sofitel, but uh, in the Sukhumvit area. Uh, in Yangon, we stayed right downtown on the main park at the Pullman, mm-hmm. and that was amazing. Yeah, these are all hotels by the Accor Group, Yep. which I don't never heard of them until I got over here, but apparently they're global. And we kind of have now, we seek these hotels out under that group just because of the quality we in mandalay we stayed at the mercure mm-hmm. which was great and that was like a hundred bucks a night or something yeah. wasn't it yeah and then i will tell you one of the highlights really was uh inlay lake um inlay lake we stayed at the sophie tail and it was i can't say enough good things I about know. that resort um that hotel i can't say enough good things about that destination um Let's talk about that for a second. In fact, I want to give a shout out to my mom and dad. I see uh, Larry and Barbara are watching, and we love you guys. My mom's watching too. uh, Oh, oh, all right. And everybody's watching. I see Nikhil on, um, Glenda Harris, all these old friends. Thank you so much for tuning in, guys. Um, uh, Michelle Mano asked if it's on the beach. Michelle, none of those were on the beach. We're staying right now at an Airbnb um, near a place called Fisherman's Village on... uh, Koh Samui. Mm-hmm. Um, but really, this has been the only time we've been directly on the beach, yeah. I think. Well, in Lay Lake, you're on the lake, and it's unbelievable. You're on the water. I can't, I can't say enough good things about it. Um, that said... Uh, <laughs> I was waiting for that question. What's the question? Uh, the um, coronavirus. Oh, Kim Hester yeah. says, what about the lethal virus? Two weeks until you experience symptoms. Kim, look, uh, we don't want to... You know, we're not experts, obviously, Um a lot of people have been concerned about us and concerned about everybody uh, abroad. You know, and we super appreciate it. And we super appreciate it. Um, honestly, I'm one of those guys. I always look at stats and numbers and and try to really separate what's media hype from what's reality. And um, as of this morning, one person not in China has died from the virus. One person. It was in the Philippines, and it was actually just a few days ago. Uh, that means, you know, there are about one and a half billion people in China. I think they've had 300 deaths. Um, there's six billion people not in China, and there's been one death. You know, last year in America alone, over 60,000 people died from the flu. The flu, 60,000 people last year in America alone. So, uh, you know, we're taking it seriously in, in as much as we can. But um, there's been I'm no the girl that's wearing a mask on the flights or in the airports or something like that. And, uh, you know, and I will when we get back to Bangkok on the trains and everything else. But I'm kind of germaphobic on a good day. So you got something like this going around in closed in spaces where I think that the air is circulating, then, yeah, I'm going to take precautions. Yeah. So, but in general, um, I'll be honest with you. I'm not worried about it in the slightest. And uh, so, if he gets uh, if it, I get he's it, totally then I'm, screwing I'm, me. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, um, but that said, uh, I, I I feel bad for the people who are affected by it in China. Um, you know, we lost a friend last year to the flu. Yeah. I mean, you know. So again, if you're going to be worried about something, be worried about the flu. Sixty-one thousand people in America. Um, so far, no deaths outside of China except one person in the Philippines. Yeah, from if this everybody would virus. just chicken wing and not sneeze or cough into your hand, the world would be a better place. Just saying. Just good advice, kids. <laughs> um, so, uh, one, um, I did want to talk about Myanmar for one more second. Um, Myanmar, we've been to, uh, it may be, we may have been to 50 countries now, but we're right at 49, 51. There's a couple that whether they're they're Transnistria, it's uh, debatable whether it's a country or not, but we've been to 50 countries. And I will tell you that Thailand has always been one of our favorites, if not our very favorite. We keep coming back here. However, a place you're going to hear more and more about is Myanmar. Myanmar is now our number one recommended country out of all 50 countries we've seen so far. By far, I would say Myanmar is the place that if you're wanting to go see something extraordinary, if you're wanting to see something um, uh, beautiful, exotic, friendly, affordable, all of those things, 
you're not going to do any better than Myanmar. Yeah, and it can be a destination unto itself because they literally have it all. They have the beaches, which we opted not to go to this time. We wanted to leave something kind of on the table to go and experience next time. They've got mountains, culture. Temples, pagodas. The exotic location that you look for when you come over here. I mean, they've got it all. It is, it, you're, you're gonna find that it is going to continuously show up on uh, travel sites uh, because it wasn't open to the rest of the world a few years ago. Now it's open and now their uh, companies are coming in and building infrastructure. So now there are uh, hotel accommodations. Now there are, there's internet connectivity. None of those things existed 10 years ago when we were there. So now you're starting to see more and more people go. And uh, I'm excited for the locals because, um, you know, it's very entrepreneurial. There's an excitement in the air. Um, I, I'm, I hate it selfishly in some ways because I don't want to see a Starbucks there. I don't want to see a McDonald's there. I, it, it just kind of spoils it a little bit. So I would tell you if you're eager to see it before it changes too much, book Go your now. trip. Get, get over there as quickly as you can. However, I am excited because those places coming in, those hotel chains, that means jobs, that means improving their lifestyle, um, that means they are uh, having an opportunity to, the average salary guys, the average salary in Myanmar is about $1,200 per year. It's incredible. Can you imagine? It's incredible. And they're happy, they're friendly, they're not, you don't see people starving in the streets at all. I mean, it is, it is an incredible destination. I can't say enough about it. Um, all right, so we're looking uh, at the last couple questions here before we sign off. Um, Glenda, thank you for the safe wishes. Uh, we look forward to seeing you guys soon. Maybe we can go uh, back to Stinky's Fish Camp uh, and uh, you guys will join us and we'll, we'll share some stories. <laughs> um, Kevin Freeze asks, did you come across some areas that are off limits or were not allowed to photograph during your trip? I don't think so. Um, Sean's got a drone and um, there are some no-fly places for, for drones. But so, even then, that was pretty limited. Yeah. You know, yeah. so we've, uh, Sean's been flying his drone around. We always ask, you know, and when before I, you see a lot of the photos I've taken, I ask, you know, I don't just stick my camera in somebody's face and take it. I, I ask and some very few times, but a few people have said no, you know, maybe they're self-conscious, maybe for religious or superstitious reasons, whatever. Um, there were a couple of military guys packing some heat and I asked if I could take a photo and he smiled and he just kind of waved that, you know, I'm sure he wasn't permitted to. Um, but no, we've never, I'll be honest with you, really haven't seen much of a mm -hmm. military or police presence yeah. here. I mean, when we were here 10 years ago, the military was much more obvious in Myanmar. Um, but honestly, I can't, uh, I can't, I, I can't think of a single place where we were kind of shooed away. Um, Terry, uh, Terry, one of our top fans, Gia Cologne, uh, Terry, if you weren't on earlier, we answered your other question, but you said you can't take your eyes off that pretty palm tree <laughs> in the background. It's pretty cool. I will say that one of the benefits of, uh, having a palm tree that apparently angles out over the water is that we've had some Instagrammers coming and they lay on that tree. So it's kind of a little daily show where we get to see the Instagrammer of the Mike day. Mike hates it. Yeah, it's terrible. Uh, come <laughs> lay on that tree as we're sitting here enjoying um, a, a beer. Uh, Michelle Mano is asking, do we suggest Airbnb or resort? Oh, it just depends on what kind of experience you want, I think. If you want to be totally just taken care of, leave and go, then, um, then and not do anything for yourself, then by all means stay at a resort or a hotel. This one, we kind of had the best of both worlds. The lady that we were waving to comes in every morning and cleans up after us, makes our bed, will get us coffee if we want, like we make it ourselves, but they supply it. So if we've run through it, she just gets, gets us more. But um, the villa offers personal chef if we want we so, haven't taken it up on it but it just depends like this is super private we can lay out by the pool we 
you know. I mean, this is, I mean, I don't know what you can see, but literally the beach is obviously right here. You just step down and it's very shallow water, very beautiful water. Uh, five minutes this way is a little village um, that's got, uh, uh, that's got great restaurants, great night markets. Grocery stores. Grocery store. So we walk and get our wine at the 7-Eleven or whatever, you know, only the good stuff for us. <laughs> and uh, the house we're staying in has three bedrooms. Um, it has an infinity pool right here. It has a great kitchen, living room. I mean, we were able to watch the Super Bowl. They got the outdoor kitchen and grill over here. So everything we need, and we're paying between two couples, we're paying, each couple is paying 145 a night. So, Which I mean, that is a great deal. And again, walking distance to everything. I can't, I'll, I'll share some pictures. I mean, the, the entrance, you literally walk across a bridge over water through the front door and you're looking at this scene. It's just unbelievable. So, uh, uh, Airbnbs are cool. You just, it's all a dice roll, guys. Sometimes you get there and the pictures, like our last Airbnb was perfectly nice. Didn't quite look as good as it did in the right. pictures. But that's true of resorts and hotels as well. We actually walked into a hotel in um, our hotel in uh, Patong. You know, wasn't our favorite. Uh, it was said it was a family resort, and which basically translates to screaming kids. Oh my gosh! And so yes. you know, it was uh, it was it was not our favorite place. But that said, you roll the dice and you show up. Uh, that's another thing we like about not making reservations in advance. Is if you get to a place and you don't like it. You can pick up and move, um, you know, stay for a couple of nights at the first place. Just book two nights or three nights or whatever. And that way, if you don't love the resort, you can do anything for two nights. You yep. know, you spend that first night, you decide you don't like it. And then you spend a couple of hours the next day, like literally walking around to um, different hotels and different resorts, check out their accommodations, ask to see a room, they will gladly show you a room and walk around and see what kind of amenities they offer and then move. Yep, yep. So I would say the Airbnb, you know, you can get one like this for 145 bucks a night and have uh, the ability to, to put food in the refrigerator and to save money that way. Um, or just I, to eat what you are accustomed to eating. You know, we went from those big, humongous international buffets to where I was eating eggs benedict and a salad and American bacon every single morning to now I'm just loving eating muesli and yogurt and some fruit. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> All right, guys, so we're going to wrap it up. Um, that said, we hope you've uh, enjoyed this. If you're tuning in late, I see Anne Delaney joined us. Congratulations on your new house, Anne. Uh, we're, uh, we can't wait for the, uh, your poor neighbors, as you said. Um, <laughs> but uh, can't wait for the celebration. Uh, anyway, love you guys. Um, so uh, Michelle says, thank you. You're welcome, Michelle. And by the way, guys, we're going to do our best. We, we are on vacation, so I won't say I'm going to be sitting here uh, you know, doing comments all day, every day. But... Um, I am going to try and jump in and respond to anything we might have missed. I apologize if we missed any of your questions. Um, if you do like getting more behind-the-scenes stuff, you can go to 30asupporters.com. That is a special channel where you can subscribe for 4 bucks a month and get behind-the-scenes stuff. You can We do Q&As. We do live content exclusively for our supporters. Reagan Smith is one of them. I know you're on there, Reagan, with Ethan. I hope we haven't kept Ethan up too late. Um, but that said, we're always sharing behind-the-scenes stuff. Uh, and, and content that we can't normally post on the 30A page just because it would confuse and, and irritate everyone. So uh, anyway, love you guys. Thanks, look Mom. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> hey, Jane. Jane is at home with our dog and watching our house. So uh, Godsend. Yeah, she's watching our, our little boy, and uh, we can't wait to get home and see you guys. We'll be home next week. All right. Uh, thanks again. We're going to sign off and get out and enjoy this beautiful day. And we look forward to seeing you guys back in Florida soon. Bye. Find the 30A Show on your favorite streaming apps or inside our 30A apps for iPhone and Android. Thanks for listening to the 30A Show, brought to you locally by Shunk Gully Oyster Bar. Until next time, beach happy.